the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hey, Antoine. Good to see you. What's your um, thought about 2019 now that it's in bottle? It's been in bottle for a few months. You taste the wines regularly. You know, how are you thinking about the vintage and how do you think it fits for um, Nena and um, Las Gas in particular? It's, um, well, you remember when we tasted it together, it was actually yeah. pretty much the same configuration. Uh, it, was, it was a tricky vintage, but I really think that we, we named it the uh, deserved elegance uh, well-deserved elegance, this vintage, globally speaking. But it was it was never as obvious as now. When you taste the wine, the 19, they already have this appeal that is quite surprising, in fact. So you have, well, before eventually it, will, it can close down back again. But so far, these wines are extremely luscious, but still supplying a great tension freshness and a structure that is extremely interesting but you get this appeal that is well tremendous and for some wines um, they have reached a peak and there are achievements that uh, I'm thinking about Potensac or Nina for example these two wines are glorious um, it's coming right after 2018 and some people now start to say well can we taste both the 18 and the 19 all together at the same time mm-hmm. I say no 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 because when you taste side by side, one will actually overwhelm the other. Just, it's a fatality. And then 19 is so glorious now that 18 with its strength, its power, its broad shoulders is not really playing the same game. They're on different worlds. And people sometimes do not understand that. 19 is glorious. It has got a more classical structure, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, it has got a lot to say, a lot to say. So it's really a vintage that we really particularly enjoy. So on top of that, it's slightly, slightly lower alcohol, um, interesting density. The yield were average as usual, but then again, it's just a, a fresh and long-lasting vintage. So, and but the wines are actually very approachable, as you say. They're sort of like 2015, where 15s were so good young and they never closed. Indeed. 15 has got more of a solid type of vintage. Uh, there's yeah. more elegance, much more elegance and nobleness to 19 with uh, mm-hmm. extra freshness. So uh, acidity would be actually, I think it's uh, the acidity, the pH would be, globally speaking, uh, lower in 19 than it was in 15. Uh, I have to check that fact. But still, you have, when you compare those two, yes, indeed, 15, I totally agree with you, were easy from the beginning. And still now, yeah. with a good decanting, you can enjoy them without any kind of problem. That's what I like. And I mm. get the feeling that 16 is the sa- same sort of thing. You taste it and you go, wow. I mean, some wines are quite um, punchy, but not, you know, not like the 18s that were really rich and, um, you know, and um, structured. And I mean, I, I like those very much. But I, mm. there's something so attractive about 19 where you taste them, you're like, they're delicious, fresh, blue fruits, just sort of cooler wines altogether, more, let's say, bore, um, classical Bordeaux-like, but um, really at a top level. Mm, definitely, definitely. You have the, the precision of at 19 that uh, you probably did not have to this extent in 15. 
It's just yeah. uh, adding more freshness, more elegance, and and somehow, yes, I still think uh, more structure. Uh, but still, comparing 19 and 15, it would be not only just uh, you, you would actually need to just uh, mix uh, with other vintages uh, just on yeah. top, of, uh, top of 15. So it has got more elegance. So yes, indeed, 15 and 16, uh, probably, because 16 is actually much more structured and has more. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's uh, so massively mingled and structured that the wine are beautiful. But they need to well they both both 19 uh, both 19 and and 16 are bound for great futures well, what but and still, how did you think you got that structure was it true like you uh, for example compared to 18 mm -hmm. um 16 or um, 19 you had a few uh like uh, key sessions of rain particularly the end of july at the end of september um it was different where 18 you had like 50 days of essentially drought and so it was a different growing season right it was different it was different but at the same time we did uh, it was just really we had to be extremely careful at each step really because uh, it could actually uh, things could actually not as what we experienced in 21 but uh 19 was uh difficult you had to be extremely precautious there was no massive attack from mildew or any kind of massive disease or pandemic well anything that could actually hit really dramatically the vineyard well i'm, I'm referring to our vineyards but uh still you had to be extremely careful because you could feel and this was starting from the first steps of the uh the growth uh cycle that it could actually switch extremely promptly so we had to be extremely careful it was just really just uh, on the edge nearly yeah. until the end so you had to keep your balance really and remain really cautious about anything and everything and you had to be agile to be able to um react yeah. to things too right sure Sure, sure, sure. So this is actually why for all our different estates, we just focus on the teamwork and people who actually are in the vineyard in order to just uh, maintain the health and just uh, adapt the treatment. So just we prefer just to act like snipers like, uh, rather than air raids, you know? <laughs> it's just more that, efficient. I like the way you describe it because the, you, the way you describe it on the edge and like ready to react, that's actually how Bordeaux's... Um, always been of course years ago they couldn't react as well but that's what makes bordeaux unique is that um on the edge all the time where it's like it's not just in a super warm and dry climate and yeah. it's always just you know i'm ready for something whether it's rain or disease or or um cold temperatures or whatever and because you were atlantic um uh, climate and so that's part of True. making wine and that's why you have the unique you know character of Bordeaux and that's why you have something like 19 which is very Bordeaux in character right definitely definitely it's typically what we call more classic and then of course the temperatures were slightly higher than the usual classical style Bordeaux but uh, it didn't have that much of an impact on on alcohol levels, yeah. uh, which uh, dropped back to, I'd say, a more sensible, more reasonable level as compared to 18. But at the same time, it's just, um, I agree with you, it's just much more of a, a Bordeaux-style wine, and uh, which is actually 
at the first time you get pleasure and thirst quenching impression. And you guys are、um, so you're right bank left bank, and I honestly I really Palmerall seemed to really excel in、um, in nineteen. Like every Palmerall I tasted, oh yeah, was just fantastic, and they're so gorgeous to drink. They have a little bit more fruit than let's say Cabernet based wines, Cabernet Sauvignon,、mm. and I don't want to say I don't want to call it a right bank year. But in my mind, just Palmerall is just crazy again. In nineteen,、um, it was fantastic in eighteen as well. But、mm-hmm. everything from you know lesser estates on sandy soils to classical estates on、um, clay and gravel, like you guys, like what's your impression of Bright Bank wines? Bright Bank wines are in sh- indeed they're showing the, the impression, and I've heard many people saying that Merlot. Uh, did a great job in nineteen,、uh, but it's just really, as you said, it's just depending really on the terroir itself. Because when you switch from gravel to sandier part, then of course it sings, and it, there was a mixture of、uh, heat,、um, enough rain, freshness at night, because、uh, the, the the nights were not that cold and not that warm, so the vineyard could actually rest. So it helps well tremendously. On top of that, those terroirs such as、uh, Nina, among others, on the plateau、uh, of Pomol, do really enjoy from the great gravels, the stones, who actually could actually just reflect both freshness at night and heat when necessary. But so it it is indeed a great vintage. But it's actually hard for me to say that it's、uh, more of a right bank rather than a left bank because the Cabernet Franc in nineteen on the left bank are glorious and they do play a, a, a magnificent part and they waltz together with the Merlot、uh, in a magnificent way. So the end is、uh, for some wines that are, of course, Nina. You mentioned it, or like other Pomeroles, or even a northern part of the Medoc with the uh, uh, with the Potensac and the, the texture of、um, of the the Lascaz. And I think that what's interesting when you taste them all in a row is that you feel like each terroir is really standing tall. So you really get the feeling that you're tasting a Pomerol, a Medoc, and so、yeah. on. So you get the markers. You get the markers. It's not only a classical structured Bordelais type, still gentle, not the harsh ancient way,、uh, type of vintage, but it is a, a great vintage where each little or great terroir and more specifically a more ap- appellation will actually be characteristic in your glass. And actually, it's pretty well true for all the ones that.、Uh, The little number of wines I'd say、uh, that I've had the、uh, the chance to taste. Yeah, so, I think you're right. But it's、uh, it's a captivating eating. Yeah, captivating. Um, thank you so much for spending so much time with me. It was a great conversation. Good to catch up. Okay, mon ami, merci. Thanks again. Thank you so much, and have a great day. All the best. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.